0: And welcome to the Euro Trips podcast. We are back after our weekend away and we're here talking all things uh, European football. I-, I am your host, Andy, and I'm once again joined by our series regulars, uh, Naeem and Ryan. How are you, boys?
1: All well, good, here, mate? Yeah, not bad, thank you.
0: Good to hear, good to hear. If you haven't noticed, Alex is not here yet. Um, there's a very slim chance he may join us later, but there's a good chance he may not. Um, so hopefully he does make it. Um, but we're going to still carry on. We're going to keep on moving, keep on rolling. Uh, and we're going to start off with the Premier League. So once again, usual format, we're going to run through our leagues. i just give you a quick sort of round of what happened in the week or weekend, I should say. And yeah, just any sort of breaking news, especially with the transfer window only got a week or so left. Um, it's just we'll go through some of the biggest news as well. So we'll start off with the Premier League. This started on a Saturday rather than a Friday this week and Liverpool would earn a 2-0 win thanks to goals from Diogo Jota and Sadio Mane. Uh, Villa beat Newcastle 2-0 thanks to goals from El Ghazi and a very, very good acrobatic goal from Danny Ings. Palace and Brentford drew 0-0. Leeds and Everton drew 2-2. Jack Grealish got his first goal in a Man City shirt after a 5-0 win over Norwich. Uh, And other goals came from Riyad Mahrez, Raheem Sterling and America Laporte. Uh, in the late game on, on Saturday, Brighton and Hove Albion beat Waterford 2-0 thanks to goals from Shane Duffy and Neil moore Pye. And now into the Sunday games, Southampton and Man U, um drew 1-1 thanks to a goal from Mason Greenwood and an own goal from Fred. Um, Spurs beat Wolves 1-0 thanks to a penalty from Dele Alley in the game that saw Harry Kane um, play back in the first team. Before the late game, I saw Chelsea pretty much dominate against Arsenal in a 2-0 win thanks to goals from new boy Romelu Lukaku on his second Chelsea debut as well as Chelsea fullback back Rhys James. Monday game, I saw West Ham thrash 10-man Leicester 4-1. Now, Antonio scored twice, Benrahma and Fornals, whereas Tielman scored for Leicester and the big win with the Perez red card for Leicester in the first half. Um, so that just concludes our roundup of what happened in the games. In terms of news this week, um, there's been sadly very a sort of unfortunate breaking news regarding Mat Matity left back Benjamin Mendy, who has been charged with four counts of rape. Um Harry Kane has also um announced on Instagram that he is staying at Tottenham after months and months of speculation and he has actually scored twice in tonight's game which is cu- currently going on right now in the Europa in the European Conference uh, league qualified playoffs. He he's back scoring the goals back in the first team and he's captain. Um other news Pep Guardiola has announced that he will be um, he's planning to leave the club in 2023 to have a break and also go into international management, where he wants to. He said he wants to coach in the Copa America. Um, and then other news: um, Patrick Bamford has earned his first England call-up. Um, the lead striker. Uh, he is being called up along with Trent Alexander-Arnold and Jesse Lingard. Um, so the terms of the team and general England team: um, Jude Bellingham, Henderson, Lingard, Mount, Phillips, and Rice in midfield. The strikers are Bamford, Calvert-Lewin, Greedish Kane, Saka, Sancho, Sterling. The goalkeepers are Sam Johnston, Pickford and Pope, whereas the defenders are Trent, Cody, Rhys James, Maguire, Tyron Mings, Luke Shaw, John Stones, Kieran Trippier and Cal Walker. Now, I mentioned before about Carrie Kane. Now, I want to get from you boys what you thought on this. Um, but before we do that, uh, Tuchel has won UEFA... Award um to the coach of the year and Jorginho won best men's player of the year. Um but yeah, so Harry Kane, um he also he's announced that he's staying at Tottenham. Um but I wanna ask you guys what you think. How long do you see him staying past this summer at Tottenham?
1: Um per- personally, he's gone he's, well, I mean he wasn't very high in my estimations anyway, but he's gone even Shop. lower. <laughs> he he just looks like he, he, he's absolutely he's completely bold his decision to try and force a move away it's almost like he's tried to force a move without actually forcing it if you know what I mean like you know I've, who'd want to be a Tottenham player you know with Daniel levy there I mean the, the guy is an absolute prick uh you know he apparently gave his word to Ken last season or the season before saying that he'd let him go had if they didn't make any progress and in fact if anything they've gone backwards so you can't blame him for wanting to leave especially to man city but the fact like he's not worth more than 150 million in my opinion and that's what hmm. apparently city were, were going to go to and they and yet they were still going to turn it down like it doesn't make any sense you know it, it's not as if he's 23 or 24 anymore you know he's, he, he's 28 you know so he's only got probably what three or four years, maybe, left at this level before he starts I, to really go downhill.
0: I, you know. I'm not convinced, I think... You see, I think Ronaldo set off this trend now where a lot of players
1: yeah, but um,
0: are lasting longer and he sort of... Players like fast players, like the ones who rely on pace, like, sadly, Matt, Sadio Mane will probably be a victim of this unless he changes his game. If you're... Fast players are always the first to go. But if you... Have got that killer instinct, you know where the goal is. You've got, if you're a great finisher, I think that can stay with you to at least you your 38. And I think Ronaldo is mm-hmm. obviously, Ronaldo's shown that you can change your game, and he's shown it now. If you're if you're a great finisher, you can still play at the age of even someone like Cavani. Cavani's a great example, actually. At man, you he's what's he mid 30s at the moment, and he has. I thought he was excellent. Oh, yeah, I thought he was. He showed to me that if you're a natural finisher like Kane is, like Cavani is, you can get goals at any sort of age obviously his time walker, I think you, he'll be good at least till 34, I'd say. Um, but I do feel like um, from what everything you hear about Levy, it sounds like Levy was just not answering any of his any city's calls. If ever they called him, he would just turn the phone down and not even answer. So I think yeah. it's a hard one for Kane, because obviously he is a Spurs fan uh, as a kid and I think that it's always hard to leave your boyhood club. And maybe because he, 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 I'm looking at his Instagram post right now, right now and he's saying on his post, it was incredible to see the reception from the Spurs fans on Sunday and to read some of the messages of support I've had in the last few weeks. I will be staying at Spurs. So I think maybe the ovation he got from the fans maybe made him realise, actually, yeah, I do want to stay. These fans clearly love me despite all that's happened.
1: Mm, I, 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 I don't believe it. I mean, he's definitely not as well liked with the Spurs fans as a whole.
0: Maybe um, not now. Maybe, maybe as, as, that has some fans. Maybe tarnishes. I like Spurs fan in work, and she doesn't like him
1: now. No, <laughs> and I, I I can completely understand that because he's put that Instagram post out, but he's done that because he he knows now he's he's been backed into a corner. He's gonna stay there. So you know it's it's either that you know he's such he he starts sulking and you know doesn't play, and there's a reason that he's been fined two weeks' wages by Levy and the club. He obviously, you know, didn't return to training when he should have done. He's obviously done something wrong to get fined, especially a player of his stature within the club who's done so many good things for them. But, yeah, I think it's a bit of a dick move by by all involved, really, to to not just let him move on. Because will he get another opportunity to, to, mm.
0: go,
1: to go to a top club? Probably not, because there, there's, you know, young superstar strikers coming through. Um, you know, at some of the biggest clubs now. So, I think this was the only real opportunity for him to get that move. So, uh, yeah, it's a tough one, really, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I mean, I will get your views in a min- minute, Naeem But I think Kane. I think one thing that I've always thought that with Kane, I, I think he would rather win his one trophy in his whole career with his boyhood club than win those with you know those with um, sort of a club he doesn't didn't support. I think that if he if he wins, say. An FA Cup, maybe, have a stretcher league title, or maybe you know, your uh, league or something like that. As I think that'll be. I think he'd be happy with that. I think that, you know, I think he's obviously, despite com- common belief, he is actually a Spurs fan as a child. So I do think that if he could win, um, if he could win something like a trophy or two, um, I think personally, I think that that he that would mean a lot more to him than you know.
1: It's, it's whether they'll actually win a trophy though, because Yeah, that, uh, that's they, they, the only issue. Cause they they look like they're going backwards, not forwards.
0: Yeah, yeah I mean, I suppose it's always been, they've only won two trophies in the last so so years. It's like they've they've hardly won anything, which is a shame because I think they are, and they was don't agree, but I think they're a good club. So I think they, they, they deserve best.
1: And that's only the League Cup as well. Yeah, yeah League Cup. Yeah.
0: 2008 was it? 2008 they won it?
1: Yep. Yeah. That's so, I mean. It's yeah. nothing to brag about. No, no but
0: for, to... for them like you know if they use oh, a... trophies yeah for... then that's that's perfect for them for a, but...
1: for a small club like them absolutely <laughs>
0: oh I, we aren't going into our i i think they are a big they are a big club they're not one obviously not in the top 10 or 15 biggest in the world but i still think they're a big club um but yeah Naeem what are your thoughts on on the harry kane scenario
2: um yeah with obviously with, with harry kane um you know obviously what you guys were saying obviously he had an agreement with daniel levy like if you agree if you have a verbal agreement with someone it's not really in it's not really set in stone so obviously daniel levy could have been like yeah you can you know leave if we don't if we don't obviously challenge for any like um trophies or anything but he should have like really got something put into his contract or when he signed that contract i think he signed like a Mm -hmm. six-year deal um he should have got like a release clause in there or something but when it comes to daniel levy you know what he's like um he will he, try and get the most uh, money out of his players and then obviously it's all summer so it's been known that he he wanted to go to City and obviously like, dealing with Daniel Levy he probably wanted to you know get get more money than City were willing to pay but now he's obviously had to come back to Spurs and obviously some fans are they're, they're annoyed obviously with the way he's dealt with things but I think I think now was probably the best time to leave because you know he's 28. You know, yeah, he's, he's not won anything at Tottenham, and I don't think I don't think he probably will win anything there because you know they're, they're, there's better teams out there than them. So I don't know. He might leave next season. You never know because he said he's staying here this summer. So you never know. He, um, he he could he could he could get a move away. But I, I feel now that Man City probably won't come back in for him because. There might be other players next season that they can go out and buy for um, way less than what um, Tottenham are quoting. So it it kind of is his own fault for signing that deal for such a lot, length of time. But yeah, he he just got to after this to knuckle down now and then. Hope, hopefully, get another move next next season. But well, obviously, with his injury record and obviously him being nearly on the wrong side of 30, um, I don't think too many more other clubs will take um, a gamble on him. So yeah, he might be. He might just be stuck at Tottenham, and you know he might he, he probably will break Alan Shearer's record if he does stay there. But you know it's, it's it's just a goal scoring record. You know you you want to be known for the trophies you've won, um, along with obviously uh, your personal goal scoring record. So yeah, he um yeah he he's he's made a bit of a blunder there, but it's Tottenham, so I don't really care anyway.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean I I I can see why. In a way, because I think it was the 2018, his contract was signed, and back then Spurs, you know, Spurs were going. Back then, Spurs were going places. They were, yeah. They, they had they It was so a year before they got to Champions League final. They had Deliada. He was actually playing well back then. They were a club, you know, they they only a year removed off finishing second in the league twice in a row, um, or th- third and second. Um, so I, I can see why back then he probably didn't envisage, you know, how wrong it'd go in terms of Potts would leave and then. Mm-hmm. Players have got out of form, and I mean that nucleus that that team they had in those two good finishes was it? was now gone, Tongan's now gone, Dele Ali's not the same player, Moussa Dembele's not there anymore, Wanyama's not there anymore, Carl Danny Walker. Rose is not there anymore, Kieran Trippier's not there, Carl Walker's not there. Um, so yeah, really the only people remaining are Son and Kane and Larice. Everyone else has gone. Yeah, so they, like they're has
1: always
2: well. done it. Was well, the yeah, and obviously he's left and one won, won um, the Scudetto. So. Yeah, I, th- I think yeah, he sh- he should have left left maybe a year or two ago, and you know could have won some trophies. But I, d-
1: I do find it odd now that he signed a six-year deal when mm. he did. To be honest, that those those kind of length of contracts never I never understand, especially for a player his age. If he if as a young player like we like how we've done with Smith Rowe and Saka, you know it's a bit different signing them down to a long-term deal. But someone of his age. You know, he must have been what twenty-seven when he signed it. Yeah. So, you know, he's 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 basically saying he's going to be there till he's thirty-three, and if he improves, which he 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 has done since he was twenty-seven, then it's a bit of a poor decision, for, even financially, for himself and for his agent, because you know, you sign a three or four-year deal, then you can potentially, you know, when you're at your peak. Then try and get a bigger contract as well. That's it, yeah. Whereas Tottenham will uh, a bigger club. So I that was a that was a bit of a, a bit of a risky move that hasn't paid off for him as well. But maybe, you know, he never envisioned leaving Tottenham, I don't know. Yeah,
0: that's probably why he probably had envisaged what happened. I mean he was looking at he was um twenty four when that when that deal was made, uh in oh, okay, um but I think um, my last point on this is that um, I think the fans will forgive him. Everyone remembers Wayne Rooney when he handed in a transfer request um, and almost joined Man City. I think it was 2011, 2010 it happened. And basically, Man U to hold him in the highest regard. So I think, yeah. um, I think, personally, once you know once he gets a few goals, once he starts playing well again, starts getting good, I think they'll forgive him. Um, talking of um, four Man new players, there's been a very interesting development recently involving a player in Syria, which is why we're going to head to Syria next, who could be heading back to the Premier League? So, Ryan, tell us more.
1: Yes, Mr. Cristiano Ronaldo uh, yeah. could potentially be going to Man City. I don't personally think he will, but same, Yeah, same. If 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 it does, for me, it's it's a deal that suits all parties because although I think if he stays at Juventus, he'll have a great season because. Of Allegri being there because Allegri is a manager who's very uh, tactically aware. You know, he changes his formation when he knows one's not working. Um, in previous seasons, he's he's used a four-three-three. He's used a four-two-three-one, and he, he mixes things up to get the best out of his best players, which he knows Ronaldo is the best player at Juventus. So. You play him on the left-hand side of that front three, or you play him through the middle. He varied last season, but he would he would bang goals this season. He'd almost definitely be the top goal scorer. But perhaps you know, I don't really, I don't think anyone really knows the the, the proper reason why he actually wants to leave Juventus because when you look at it, Man City doesn't make any sense for him personally because obviously, of his legacy at Manchester United and. I don't think PSG were ever going to go go in for him. I think they'd only have done that had they not got Messi. But it's a bit of an odd one for him personally. But it would suit Man City because they would get one of the best players in the world, even now, even at his age, for a very small fee. Obviously, big wages, but they're missing a centre forward. Should they bring him in, Mm -hmm. I would say they would be very, very strong favourites to go and win the Champions League even ahead of PSG, if they do bring him in. And for Juve, they get rid of a player who's on incredibly high wages, still for another season as well. Someone who's clearly not happy if he wants to leave the club as well. Um, And obviously, you know, COVID's had a a big impact on every club financially, but it seems, you know, these big clubs are not immune to that and, they need to balance that books as well as other big clubs as well. So yeah, it was, I think it was one that sort of surprised a lot of people because I don't, you know, there were obviously little murmurs here and there throughout the summer, but it's sort of like kicked off over the last sort of 24 hours really. But I still would be very surprised to see it happening. There's a big difference at the moment. So overcoming the fact that City don't want to pay anything for him. Juve want, around 25 to 30 million for him which I think is a reasonable fee to ask for considering they paid 100 for him Mm -hmm. Mm only two seasons ago so (laughs) I know I know he is 36 but you know everyone knows that the athlete that he is he can still play at this level for a good you know another two years in my opinion and uh, yeah I think it would definitely suit everyone if it did happen it'd be quite funny as well to see the the meltdown of the of the Man United fan base as well, mm. because <laughs> us Arsenal fans have had to put up with it now for a number of years, seeing our favourite players, uh, you know, ditch us for bigger clubs, and you know, I think one similar one is Fabregas, probably, because you know, Fabregas is someone who I would probably say holds a similar legacy to Arsenal as to what Ronaldo holds at United. He's not, you know. Could you class him as a legend? Some would say yes, some would say no. Is he one? Of, is he up, up there? Probably no, but you know he's someone who's a fan favourite at the time. So you know that one certainly hurt, and I think that's a similar one to to what this is now for United, really.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think not only not only my new fans, I think there's called belt, and I think there's even a few Mount City fans that aren't too happy about signing Ronaldo because of the Man U ties.
1: They'll um, go over that.
0: Yeah, probably. I mean it's just so weird because I think I, th- I always thought Ronaldo would never go to Man City I think I always thought if there's one club in England he would go to it'd be Man U I always thought that absolutely no know way he'd go to Man City I mean he, he could still easily go I'm not joining Man City that's it but he may also want to win an, an, another Champions League and that's why I think that the move could happen is because of the fact that you know because he because he'd maybe just, but I think PSG maybe his best chance I mean Mm. I think that I love to see them go to PSG personally because imagine Ronaldo and Messi in the same team, especially if if a certain other player we'll mention later on leaves. I think that'll be an awesome, awesome prospect for all football fans to see them two at the oh, end of that, their careers playing.
1: Yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. I I just think, I mean, I don't even think it would it would financially be that much different because if, no. they, if they did sell that certain player. Then you'd imagine he's probably on similar wages, if not that much lower than what Ronaldo was on, anyway. Um, mm. And as you say, the not even just for you know the fact that Ronaldo is coming in, but financially, you know, and the interest obviously PSG have already gained from just Messi to have Ronaldo as well, as well. you know, it's going to increase their their fan base no end, and. I, I think that's a little bit, you know, I I watched um, someone who I don't usually like to watch on YouTube earlier, Mark Goldbridge, who <laughs> I think hit the nail on the head perfectly. And he said, basically, Man City have got no fans and bringing someone of his stature in will increase that fan base and increase the interest in that club mm. even more than it already is. And I can see his point perfectly there.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I think Piercy could do it financially because also, they bought, obviously, apart from McKee, who cost was it, 60 million into Milan. Um, Donnarumma, <laughs> Wijnaldum, Messi,
1: and
0: yeah. um, Ramos were all, all free. I know wages come into factor, but they probably made, especially as a Messi buy, they probably made their money back into the in shirt sales. So I do <laughs> think that. Only 20, 30 million, he's going to cost. So I think in that, in that sort of in that basis, I think that, that's probably not too bad in terms of the a financial fair play. It's probably not going to be a massive factor, is it really? That 20 pound move, it's probably going to be. I mean, they could afford that.
1: I mean, the trouble is that's what people look at. They look at these free transfers, and they don't look at the broader perspective and the fact that yes, obviously they're all on big wages. All these players that they've brought in but you've also got to think of agent fees signing on bonuses you know you'd imagine for most of these players including Ramos and Messi, they've probably paid sizable you know mm. signing Just on fees which would almost be like transfer fees themselves you would imagine yeah. uh, you know it's, it's, it's hard to obviously know the ins and outs of every single deal but they still you know whether whether they got them in on freeze or not it's still been a Expensive window for them, in my opinion. So I think, personally, I think they're done with this window. And you know, even even if that player does end up going to Real Madrid, I can't see them. They don't need to replace him. They've got depth, you know, in abundance, really. So,
0: yeah. Uh, what what, what are your thoughts, Liam? Um,
2: I think. I think it would be a good good move for maybe a year or two you know to help them try and win the Champions League cuz obviously Pep he's only going to be there for another two more seasons so it and they need I need they need a goal scorer and obviously he he would fit in well there mm, but
0: perfect I, fit
2: but obviously with Pep you know he he doesn't really like players with big egos does he so I don't know whether I don't know whether he would really want him at the club I think he'd rather work with someone you know a bit younger um and you know that that's gonna be there for uh, two more years, but you know, I think it'll be it would be a good uh, good signing for Man City because you know they do need a striker. Um, you know because you know the, the gray has gone, they're not gonna get Kane now. Um, Jesus is all right, but you know he's not gonna score you more than twenty five goals a season, is he? So I think uh, yeah, I think I think he I think it'll be a good move to see him go to Man City. Um, and yeah, I just love to see I, I like to see the meltdown from the United fans. Um, they always said that he's a legend of their club. So yeah, it'd be funny to see him, you know, win trophies at Man City and, you know, celebrate against them. But I don't know, I don't know whether it will happen, but yeah, we'll just have to wait and see really. But yeah.
0: Yeah, I think um I think also there's that the factor of, you know, being part of that team that wins the Champions League for the first time in history for the club. Mm-hmm. I think that certainly that may appeal to him. Um I've just seen actually, um, talking to former Serie A players and Premier League players, Joe Hart has made an awful mistake in tonight's Europa League game. Um, there's a goal kick from the, uh, the eight and player. Um, players wear the back and he tries to kick it and he sort of misses it, misses miss, miss, it completely and uh, the player takes it off him and scores. scores. Um, that's a very sad tale, isn't it, Joe Hart's career? It's really sad because he was, well, on well, his day, well. a top goalkeeper. He was a top goalkeeper. Then the year before Pep joined, he just went down the window and then the Iceland game and it's just we all just car crash isn't it, really his career. So I do feel really sorry for Joe Hart on that one. Um mm. so so Ryan, going back to Syria, um obviously last week it was the only league that hadn't kicked off yet. Mm. So Syria kicked off this weekend. So how did it go?
1: It went all right. Um it all I mean it all kicked off on Saturday afternoon with the champions in the Milan, who Convincingly beat Genoa 4 uh, 0. Goals from Milan Scrinier, Arturo Vidal, and new signings, Edo, uh, Edin Jekko and Hakan Chalanoglu. So, you know, they it kind of dominated the game. I mean, Genoa had their, you know, a few shots and, you know, it didn't really you know go forward too much. But yeah, it was a convincing start for, for Inter. In terms of the other games on Saturday, you had Verona, who lost 3-2 at home to Sassuolo, who just lost Manuel Locatelli. And going forward, you had uh, Lazio under uh, Maurizio Sarri, win 3-1 away to Empoli. Goals again from uh, Milinkovic-Savic, Lazari, Chiro Immobile got his season off and running. And then the last game on the Saturday was Atalanta, who beat Torino, 2-1 away. Luis Muro, who scored a fantastic goal. Really is worth a watch. And uh you know, they only got the winner right at the death in ninety third minute. Um Andrea Bellotti did equalize for Torino towards the end, but Atlanta did snatch it. Uh going on to Sunday, you had uh Bologna who won three two at home to Celentiana. Salern- I can never pronounce this team's mm name properly but That's yeah That's going to be a
0: challenge, isn't it? That's going to be a challenge all season for you it, trying to pronounce
1: that Salern Salernitana, I'll, I'll go with that Yeah, I mean both teams had a man sent off and uh they did take the lead in the 70th minute, the new boys but Marco and outovich remember him he got an equaliser in the 75th minute and then a couple of oh, minutes I'd, later I didn't
0: realise he'd move, I thought he was still and playing in China, I didn't realise he'd gone back to Italy
1: yeah, he's come back to Italy, now playing for Bl- uh, Blognia. Right. And, uh, yeah, I mean, they did, Blognia did have a, another man sent off as well towards the end. So, they ended the game with nine men, but still held on for the victory. The next game of the day was probably the most exciting in terms of action, because it was Juventus away to Udinese. It did finish 2-2. Juve did uh, take a lead early on through Paolo Dybala. And then Juan Claudado also then doubled that lead through a Dybala assist, who had an excellent game. But in the second half, Roberto Pereira scored a penalty. And then Gerard Delefoyou equalised. Seemingly Mm. a team full of Premier League misfits. Um, And then towards the end, they brought Ronaldo on, scored a really good header. They thought they'd won the game, but they didn't. VAR intervened. Very controversially, because at first glance, it doesn't actually look like he's offside in the header that he scored. It's incredibly minimalistic how tight it is. Um, I'm still not 100% convinced, um, but obviously, you know, a bit of hair sticking out somewhere, or you know, or it's, you know, made the difference. But, yeah, not the best start for Allegri and Juve, but Udinese a good outfit and I think will have a good season. Uh, moving on, Napoli got that season off to a 2-0 win at home against a fellow new boys of Venetia. They did have a man sent off early on in Victor Ossinghen. Uh, got a straight red card in the 23rd minute, but Lorenzo Pellegrini scored a penalty after missing one earlier in the game. And uh, Elef Elmas doubled their lead towards the end. The last game with the night on Sunday was Roma at home to Fiorentina. Jose Mourinho's debut in the for Roma, Henrik Mikatarian opened the proceedings with an assist from new boy Tammy Abraham. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nicolo Zaniolo, very talented player, he got his second yellow card of the match and got sent off just after halftime, in which Fiorentina shortly after equalised through Nikola Milinkovic, someone who's been linked with a lot of Premier League clubs this summer, before Jordan veratu got two goals, in the 64th minute and then in the 79th minute to win the game 3 1 for Roma. I forgot to mention as well, uh, the Fiorentina goalkeeper did get sent off as well in the first half. So, fair few sending offs throughout the weekend as a whole. And uh, yeah, it ended on Monday with Spezia, a team that I've already mentioned a couple of times. They actually held Cagliari to a 2 2 draw away. And they did even lead 2 0 as well. It was only through goals from Jao uh, Pedro and Jao Pedro again, in which, um, yeah, got them the point instead of the three. Bit disappointing for them, but solid start. And yeah, ending it all with AC Milan, who got a 1 0 win away to Sampdoria, thanks to an early goal from Ibrahim Diaz on loan from Real Madrid. Uh, nothing else really happened in that game, to be honest. Solid again start for for Milan, who I think will be right up there coming the end of the season. Um, but yeah, in terms of the results, that's that's how they all went. Um, you know, a few transfer news sort of hearing. Obviously, we mentioned Ronaldo. One that surprised me actually, for, for a lot of reasons, is a player for Juventus, centre midfielder called Weston McKenney who. Mm weirdly he's been being linked with a lot of Premier League clubs including mm-hmm. Tottenham who apparently don't want him and I don't understand why because he's an incredible talent you know they they worked really hard to get him from Schalke when they did and obviously he's been made available whether it's because they just need the money I don't know but he would be a bargain for any team to get especially if they can get him on loan with an you know option to buy or something um in terms of the other ones, Fiorentina have made two very good signings in the last couple of days. In Lucas Torreira from Arsenal, very well suited to Italian football, will be a great signing for them. And Odrio Zola, Real Madrid right back, again another one I'm surprised with. He's only gone on loan with no option to buy, but I don't really understand. I mean, Real Madrid aren't exactly stacked with defenders anyway, so the fact that they've let him go to Fiorentina. Doesn't really make a whole lot of sense, but good bit of business for them anyway. And uh, yeah, that pretty much sums up the last few days and it's Italy.
0: Now you you mentioned Milan. Um we will mention later on for some other breaking news that happened today, but how do you see their sort of season panning out in Syria? I know we did our predictions the other week, but do you think Milan can win the whole thing or do you think they're still quite like, a few players away from 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 doing it?
1: I think they can it depends for me solely on the form of Juventus and how they yeah, really yeah. really kick on because although Inter had a good start and I still think they will be up there in the top four I don't know if they've got enough to really retain the championship but Milan looks solid you know you look at they've got good depth and they've got a good mixture of youth and experience I mean uh, you look at that starting eleven from Monday night, you know, uh, good goalkeeper, obviously, they brought in the summer with Mike Manganan, you know, uh, Davide Calabria, Simon uh, Kajar, Tamori, Hernandez, Tonali, Krunic, Diaz, Salamanca's, Rafael Liao, Olivier Giroud up front, you know, and that's not even with the players that, you know, came on or came off. Ishmael Benassar, Anti Rebic, Florenzi, Robert Magnoli, they've got depth everywhere, and I think that will stand them in good stead. You know, especially with the Champions League group what they've just been drawn with, which I'm sure we'll talk about soon. But um, yeah, I've, personally, I think they'll finish second, which will be a very good season for them. Mm-hmm. You know, they're just a couple of signings I think away from really uh, challenging for the title, especially if they can keep hold of these youngsters that they've got as, as well.
0: Yeah, most likely. Um, Now on to our final league. Um, Talking of transfer rumours, Alex Alex isn't here for the league end side of things, but um, there could be a very big transfer happening in Spain. So Naeem, tell us more.
2: Yeah, so the transfer is Kylian Mbappe from PSG to Real Madrid. Um, So yeah, Real Madrid have actually um, had well, they've actually bidded twice. The most recent bid um, was €170 million, or £145 million. Um, Kylian Mbappe has stated that he does want to, obviously, leave PSG, and he's not going to be signing a contract extension. So it's just a matter of days whether Real Madrid uh, can obviously bring the money forward and whether PSG will accept the bid for um, Mbappe. You know, he's only only 22. Um, He wants to, obviously, he he said it's always been a dream, of his to play for real madrid so it's just a matter of fact whether psg will accept um sorry yeah psg will accept real madrid's um offer because obviously uh, when psg signed mbappe um they signed him for 180 million euros back in 2018 and psg actually owed monaco another 30 million um pounds uh,
0: okay
2: um for for obviously the, for the transfer as well so if obviously they don't, get, they don't agree to agree to, agree um, during this transfer window, then obviously he can go for free. And summer someone, I don't think they're going to really want to um, let him go on a free, considering how much money they have paid out for him. So, yeah, it's just um, a matter of whether real, um, the bid gets accepted or whether whether they will have to obviously pay Real Madrid will have to obviously pay a bit more, but yeah it it looks like he probably will go there but whether it be this summer or next summer on a free so obviously from january he can sign uh, a pre-contract with real madrid so yeah we'll just have to wait and see what happens in the next couple of days whether whether he will go go there so yes it's it's, it's this transfer window has been quite crazy in terms of the movement of um high profile players um moving to moving to clubs so yeah, we'll see what happens with that, and um, yeah, it'll be good to see him in La Liga um, at Real Madrid because mm-hmm. you know they they're they're in a rebuild at the moment. Um, they've they've lost uh, two of their best centre backs, obviously Varane and Ramos. So I'm not too sure how Real Madrid are getting the money for this because they they were thought to be in in a lot of debt. But yeah, we'll see what happens with this one. Um, I do I think I think Mbappe he wants he wants to be the main man at a club and. Obviously at PSG there's there's so many like so many stars there. He, he probably just thinks he just needs a new challenge now and Real Madrid is the place to go now. Um now now Messi's obviously gone from Barcelona and they the La Liga needs some superstars in that league again. Um yeah. So yeah, that's uh, what's happened with that sort that transfer rumour at the moment. Um mm. well yeah, obviously i we'll, we'll let you know if anything does change in the coming couple of days.
0: Um. Yeah, you mentioned a big transfer out La Liga. Do you think there's a chance with obviously the EFL Cup draw recently in England, mm. um, with Liverpool being drawn against Norwich? Do you think there's a chance Suarez can come back to Liverpool so he could play Norwich again? He <laughs> <laughs> um, could get on a quick
2: six-month loan, you know, and then he can go back to Atletico. Oh, yeah, he's, he's a he's one-day loan. He, what's that? One day. Yeah?
0: one-day one loan. Yeah, just do it for <laughs> one game.
2: I think I think if I think if that did happen, I think Norwich would just forfeit the game because yeah, they have <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> had pretty pretty bad bad results against uh, Suarez. So, Yeah, it would be it, it would be funny to see, but um, yeah, no, I can't see that happening. I think he's I think he's happy at, um, in Spain now.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think there's certain transfers like was, I think like I don't know. I think certain transfers are just there's always rumours now and again, but you just know even the many, many transfer trans windows, they say, oh, this, this is going to happen, this is going to happen. But it always happens that, in the end, um, you know, it's just, just rumours, isn't it? Like, everyone goes, oh, where's he, Schneider to Man U? Or, yeah. I mean, often, there's often a lot of David to Liverpool rumours for ages. There's loads of David via rumours, um, like transfer window, that's transfer window, and it's just, even like Max Aaron's I mean, every transfer window, he seems to be linked with a move to these big clubs in Europe, and he's playing for Norwich, as right back. So I always get confused by, Certain ones like that. Um, I did see that in Spain. Um, Madrid drew three all with Levante.
2: Yes, they did. Um, so yeah, I might as well just quickly round up my um, La Liga. So there were quite a lot of draws again this week. Uh, there were six games that ended in draws. Um, yes, but it's been the most that been the most so far. Um, so on Friday, Real Betis they drew one all with Cadiz. Uh, on Saturday, uh, New Boys Mallorca they actually beat. Deportivo 1-0 away. Granada, they drew 1-0 with Valencia. Espanyol they drew 0-0 nil nil with uh, Villarreal. Um, Atletico, Athletic Bilbao, they drew 1-1 one, one with Barcelona. Um, Martinez opened the scoring for them in the 50th minute before Memphis Depay, uh, he equalised in the 75th minute. Eric Garcia, he was um, sent off uh, in injury time uh, for a straight red after bringing down Anaki Williams. So he was deemed to be last man, so obviously he's going to miss a couple of games. And also during the game in the first half, PK went off injured. So that's pretty much two of their main centre backs out. I don't know long. I don't know how long PK is going to be out for. But yeah, Barcelona um, looking a bit thin at the back at the moment. On the Sunday, Real Sociedad they beat um, New Boys, Raya Valladolid, one nil. And. The last season champions, Atletico Madrid, they won 1-0 against Elche, thanks to Angel Carrera. He um, obviously only got the only goal of the game. And then obviously the last game of Saturday saw Levante draw 3-3 with uh, Real Madrid. So Real Madrid actually did go 1-0 up in the first half, in the fifth minute, thanks to Gareth Bale. Benzema got the assist. But then um, in the second half, Levante, they actually managed to get two goals to make it 2-1. But then obviously, Real Madrid, they made it 2 2 thanks to substitute Vinicius Jr. And then in the six minutes later, Levante actually made it 3 uh, 2 through Robert Pierre. Uh, but obviously, their lead didn't last long. Uh, and six minutes later, Vinicius Jr. got his second goal um, coming off from the bench. Uh, goalkeeper Fernandez for Levante, he actually got a straight red for handing in a ball during the build-up to Vinicius Junior's goal. So, obviously, that's another goalkeeper that's been sent off in La Liga. Um, and then on the Monday, uh, Sevilla, they they won 1-0 against Getafe. They they scored a late 93rd-minute winner thanks to Eric Lamella. Um, that's his third goal in two games. And then the last game was a 0-0 draw between Osasuna and Celta Vigo. So, as it stands, um, Atletico, Madrid, and Sevilla, they're both at top. They're the only two teams to have won both their games. So they're both on six points. And then Real Madrid and Barcelona, they're in third and fourth. And then New Boys, Mallorca, there in fifth place uh, with a draw and a win. So, yeah, there's been quite a lot of draws, um, which is not really good in La Liga. But, yeah, that's a little quick roundup of obviously the results this weekend. So, yeah, Sevilla, they're looking all right at the moment. Um, so yeah, they might. That was they might. They could challenge for the league, but you know, you know, it just what once Real Madrid and Barcelona clicking together, then you you kind of fancy them to and Atletico Madrid to win the league. But yeah, that's um a quick roundup of what's happening in game week two of La Liga.
0: Fantastic stuff, fantastic stuff. Um, now Alex isn't here to mention Liga, but if anyone has watched any of the Liga news recently, Alex referred to last week there being an incident involving the Marseille players. It was a massive one yet again. Um involving you know, I- involving Pyatt and I don't know whether you boys saw this as well.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, I saw some yeah, I saw the video too. It was crazy, man. Like, man. Those French fans, man, they don't mess about do they?
0: Well No. It's... Yeah, it looked insane. It looked absolutely insane. I would mean, love to get Alex's take on it when he's back next week. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just it's just yeah, it's, I couldn't believe what I was seeing and the manager as well go going crazy. <laughs>
2: But as a footballer, man, you're trying to just do your job, and then you're getting things thrown at you. I, I don't agree Not with good, is that it? happening. So I know I, I Piotr shouldn't have really done it, but I don't blame him for doing it. Because if someone done that to me, man, I'd be like, I'm just doing my job, man. Let me, you know, let me just carry on playing football. You know, you can, mm. you can like kind of jeer them, you know, you know, abuse them or whatever. But you know, when you throw stuff, then yeah, it's just, it's that's a bit crazy, really. But yeah. Um, <laughs> I <laughs> not really much else really more to say on it really. Um mm. <laughs> It was funny to see though to be
0: fair, but yeah. yeah it's definitely it's not it's not a dolman, is it with that? That's just <laughs> entertainment left, right and centre.
2: <laughs> so uh, I don't know when that game's gonna have to be replayed because obviously it oh, got God, uh, yeah. abandoned, didn't it? So I
1: yeah, think God, I dude. think I think actually was it uh Nice I think got awarded the game actually 3-0. Oh, oh did they? they? Yeah, because well because the referee actually, what you know, went to restart the game. Um, when I turned it on, the Nice players came back on, and it was actually a Marseille corner. And all the Nice players are standing in the box, but there's no Marseille players on the pitch. Ah. It, it, it was very odd. But the Marseille players just simply refused to to go back out onto the pitch because obviously of everything unfolding around them. And I can't blame them. I mean, you, you saw a pitch. There's a few pictures of um, Gwen and, um, and Paya, and a couple of the other players who all had bruises. And you know, Gwen especially, had all uh, you know, red marks around his neck and everything, where he's obviously been um, grabbed by the throat. So it's, it's you know, it definitely puts a, a stain on French football, especially after you know, just getting messy in as well. Like the league's now starting to really gain a more global audience and then that sort of stuff happens. Again, it happens so often in uh, in French football. You know, we saw it last season with Marseille fans, obviously very unhappy with how the club's being run, but like breaking into their training ground and smashing shit up and, you know, threatening the staff and the players and whatnot. Like this, this kind of stuff happens quite often, not just in French football. Italian football's just as bad. But, yeah. um yeah, it's a bit, it's a bit mental. I mean, they're certainly not certainly uh what's it what's it called you can't really say that they're not very passionate about their about their clubs can you the, <laughs> no, no.
2: No. Yeah.
1: <laughs> i certainly <laughs> I, I certainly wouldn't get in an argument with uh, with any of these ultras that's for damn sure yeah no, <laughs> <laughs> no.
0: um right so before we finish the podcast um, we did allude to it slightly earlier that there has been today the Champions League group stage draw for the upcoming season. Now, Group A starts with a bang. Um, group A features Manchester City, Paris Saint-Germain, Leipzig and Bruges. So you got a Pep and Messi reunion, potentially Ronaldo and Messi in the same group. I mean, that's just probably the two best teams in the world right now, uh, both in the same group. That those games are going to be really, really good. Um, I think every football fan is going to really be excited to to, to watch these games. Um, group B of similar vein, another tough group: Atletico Madrid, Liverpool, Porto, and AC Milan. Now that is a very, very tough group. That is. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. There's no real group of death, but I think this could be the one that's the, the big, the, the hardest that's, to call.
1: That is a monster group because Porto showed how good they were last year, and yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Atletico always a tough team to beat. Milan. Will be very tough to beat as well. So, any one of them teams, theoretically, in my opinion, could actually top the group. I don't think there's any any outstanding favourites, including Liverpool.
0: Oh, well, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Group C um, features sports Portuguese champions Sporting Lisbon, British Dortmund, Ajax, and Best Group D features Inter Milan, Real Madrid, Chateauneuf, and Sheriff Tirana. Uh, group E features Bayern, Messi, Les, Barcelona, Benfica, Dynamo Kiev. Um, group F features Villarreal, Manchester United, Atlanta and Young Boys. Um, group G, or as I call it, the Group of Life, is Lille, <laughs> Sevilla, Red Bull, Salzburg and Wolfsburg. Whereas Group H features the champions Chelsea alongside Juventus, Zenit and Malmo. What are your boys' thoughts on these groups?
1: I mean I mean, obviously we mentioned that there. probably group B is the toughest group you'd want to be in um, in terms of the Italian clubs obviously Milan couldn't have probably wished for a, a worse group to be in
2: uh, <laughs>
1: but At- At- Atlanta I think have got a good chance of qualifying from theirs you know oh, I don't yeah. Bilirel, nothing special young, young boys I think they should sort of turn them over easily enough and then United, I mean, a bit, you know, obviously, probably should should top it, you know, pretty easily. But in a Milan again, they haven't really that tough a group. I mean, Real Madrid obviously be a tough test. Um, Shakdar is never an easy place to go. Nope. Um, one team actually in the Sheriff, uh, Teresa Powell, I believe they made history because I think they're from Moldova, but yeah, they're actually from a a breakaway nation in Moldova, um, a bit like how Barcelona wants to be in Spain, like, as, you know, as, as the right. kind of Catalan kind of thing. Um, yeah, I don't think many other countries in the world actually sort of recognise that either. So it's a quite unique achievement for them. First time uh, they've managed mm. to get into it, or I think the first time anyone from Moldova has got in there, really. But uh has it says
0: here Football Club Sharif, commonly known as Sheriff Tiraspol, or simply Sharif, is a Moldovan football club based in Tiraspol, a city located in the de jure unrecognized Nestrovian Moldovian Republic. Oh wow. Hey. So, uh, that was a mouthful to say. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> a, bit, a, bit, a bit of history. Um mm. and then I mean you again, like you know, drawn against Chelsea, that would be a that'll be a tasty encounter. Zenit, mm-hmm. You know, Zenit, oh, yeah, they're just really a club that don't really do anything. And Malmo, you know, slightly dark horses in that group. Um, but again, I mean, even Group G, I would say out of Lille, Sevilla, Salzburg and Wolfsburg, wouldn't put it pass any one of them top in that group either because Salzburg have got fantastic young players. Wolfsburg are on the up, very good manager there. Sevilla doing all right. Lil, obviously, are you know going to be up there as well. But yeah, um, I think I'm very interested to see how this City and PSG games go on. Especially if they do get Ronaldo out, just 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 to see one last time Messi and Ronaldo mm. against each other. Not just once either, but twice potentially.
0: Yeah, and potentially three times. You never know. Yeah. Um. So yeah, before we do go, I want to say a quick um thank you. Um one thing I didn't mention in our my Premier League review was that Jaran Shikiri has moved from Liverpool to Lyon. And I just want to say thank you to Shakiri, because even though he didn't play as much as you maybe would have hoped for, or maybe you should have I think you were responsible for some great moments, most notably um, your two goals in a 3-1 win of a Man U that got Jose the sack. So I just want to say <laughs> before I leave, a very special thank you to Shakiri for your efforts and I wish you all the best in Lyon. But that does conclude our podcast for this week. Um, we hope to be back next week, the four of us, as we look to review further football from the leagues in Europe. So I've been Andy, this has been Naeem, this has been Ryan. Cheers all. See you later guys.